welcome to the Authors Lighthouse podcast, helping writers and emerging authors navigate the choppy waters of publishing. I'm your host, Karen Schober, indie author and author consultant. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Authors Lighthouse. I hope everyone has survived the holiday season as we get back to our normal routines. I certainly have. It's been really nice to just get back to everything and put, start putting everything away. It's a little sad, but it's nice to get back to the normal routine. So let's just drop right in. Today, we're going to talk about audiobooks. In the world of publishing, the world is constantly changing and growing. It's making it easier for authors to go down the indie route in whole or in part. Amazon has made it easy for indie authors to publish their ebooks and print books as well. It is even possible for an author to create their book in the audio format. There are many options for them to create their, these files, but the more ways a reader can get your book can only increase your income. Like writing, it's pretty easy, in theory, to make the audio files needed. The words are recorded and poof, upload them to the online retailers. Yes, there are more than just Amazon's Audible that you can sell your audiobooks at. But in truth, there is work that needs to be done to get the audio files ready to, for upload, and there can be some costs involved as well. Let's first talk about getting the files ready. Most places that sell audiobooks will want the files as single chapters. It is important to follow each site's guidelines to make sure that they are getting what they need. It doesn't matter if you're doing the audio production or not. It is just as important to know what is needed, just like the print or ebook version of your book. It's just like the printer wanting to get the covered manuscript in separate PDFs. The audiobook needs to be in audio files like an MP4 and a cover file as well. Keep in mind that the cover cannot be the exact file that you used for the ebook because it needs to be square. If you are contracting someone to make your cover, ask if they can also create the audiobook cover as well. I did not do this for the cover of Chemical Attraction, and now I need to decide if I can create a cover file or do I need to reach out to my artist to have her create it for me for an additional fee. Once you know what kinds of files are needed, the audio needs to be created. There are three main ways to do this. Pay someone to do it, collaborate with someone, or do it yourself. There are pluses and minuses to each path. You can hire someone to create the files based on your manuscript. There are places like Find Away Voices, Readsy, and even Amazon that can help you find and audition voice talent to create the audio files for you. This can be a very expensive cost as an initial investment, but the work will be done professionally. The cost is usually calculated by final recorded time, final recorded hours, usually starting at about $250 per final recorded hour. This would include the recording time, editing, any communication between the voice talent and the author, and any other production work that needs to be done for the final product. Normally, the final product is the files that are ready to be uploaded to the online retailers. 
To give you a sense of how many hours a book will be, the average hour of an audiobook is about 9,400 words. A 60,000 word book is about 200 pages printed if you go with the Trader Digest, somewhere between a five by eight to six by nine page size. This equates to about six and a half hours of final recorded hours. A 70,000 word book is about 300 pages and about seven and a half to eight hours long. And for 100,000 words, it's about 400 pages or 11 hours of recording. 11 times 250 is $2,750. And keep in mind that that $250 an hour is a starting price for working with a professional voice slash talent producer. It can get much higher, especially if you're going with a voice talent who has a following or is bigger in the industry. You do get what you pay for in terms of experience. If you contract them, the voice talent, you then usually, depending on your contract, you would still own all the rights to the book and receive all the royalties as well. If you use ACX, which is Amazon's portal to create audiobooks for Audible, and Audible and iTunes, there is an option to find a voice talent to create the files, but you can choose to split the royalties between the two of you for seven years. You would still need to audition the voice talent, and both of you would need to agree on the terms, but it is a good way to create an audiobook for a lower investment. The wrinkle in that is you must be on Audible only. It would be Audible and iTunes, but still, it would be Audible. You have to stay there. You can't sell it on your own website. You can't go to any other online retailer. You have to be there. It's much like the Kindle Unlimited program. The audiobook can only be on Audible during the time of contract with your voice talent. This actually does make sense to me because it would be impossible to track audiobook sales on other platforms and then split those royalties between you and the voice talent and it is a contract written by Amazon. So they're not gonna know what's going on on another website. Your final choice, if you haven't deduced already, is to record the book yourself. Not every author wants to go down this path. This could be because they don't want to, or they don't have those skills. The investment is not too much with equipment, but you also have to have the space to record it, and that is very critical. Besides the microphone, and please, please, please don't use your phone or the microphone on your computer. You also need recording software and a very quiet environment. If I wanted to record my own audiobooks 10 years ago, it would have been impossible to have that quiet environment with younger children around. But the real issue is more than just ambient noise. I do all my recording in my home office. Normally, I have some kind of music playing when I'm writing or marketing but recording things need to be silent. More than once, I've had to turn off the printer because it decided to cycle through some kind of setting while I was recording. But my office is still a work in progress. Sure, it has a rug and window treatments, but there are lots of flat surfaces that cause my voice to not sound as crisp and clear as needed for audio. Some people will record in a closet using the clothes hanging to dampen their echoes. 
I personally have constructed a blanket fort to do my recent recordings. This will be an issue when summer comes around because running a fan will create too much noise when recording. I am looking to create a better solution by using heavy blankets and a better, more stable blanket fort than just a blanket secured to the mic stand with binder clips. I'm still researching how to find something that will work for me and my room setup. One good thing that is if you choose to create your own audio files is the software to record them. At least when starting out, it's free. I highly recommend using Audacity. It is a free downloadable software and it is, it's a great program. <laughs> like any software program, there is a learning curve and I have a lot to learn still about using Audacity, and, but it will work for me for a long time into my audio career. I'm using Audacity right now to record the show. So how much can you expect to make off each audiobook? From my research, and depending on where you are selling it, it's about 40% of the retail price. Not as good as an ebook, but better than most print royalty rates. I'm still working on this medium, so I am not an expert in it at all, but I'm having fun making these files as I, and as I record them, I find it is a great way to do a final edit on the manuscript at the same time. As I finish up the audio files for Chemical Attraction, I have been making edits to the manuscript for better flow and to make sure the audio files and ebook content are the same. This should not not, not, not take the place of the editing process, but as a last, last look before it gets sent out into the world. At least it's easy to re-upload files now that I have learned this important lesson. Audio is growing in popularity and having your book in as many mediums as possible will help increase the options to the readers. Like every other aspect of being an author, it is up to you on how you want to proceed and what is best for you. I enjoy having my hands in almost every aspect of the book creation, but others would rather hand, off, hand that off to someone else. Are my audio files perfect? Nope, <laughs> but as I learn, I make sure each file is better than the last. So what path will you be using for your audiobook? Let me know in the show comments or on social media. I'd love to hear your thoughts on audiobook creation and production. This week's word of the week is ARC, or Advanced Reader Copy. This is a copy of the book in either print or ebook form that is sent out before the formal launch, usually for reviews. They can be sent out to media outlets, professional reviewers, professionals in the genre of your book, friends, or anyone that could create a review for your book. The reviews would not only be used on the sale page of your book, like on Amazon, but also in other marketing efforts. If a print book is sent out, it usually has a sticker or some kind of art added to the cover to indicate that, an ARC, that this is an ARC copy and not intended for retail. It is recommended that you send this out before the launch so you can gather the reviews. The more reviews you have, the more clout the book has, uh, and this goes for both fiction and nonfiction. And if you send them out early enough, you can even place some of the reviews on either uh, the dust jacket, uh, interior flap, or the back cover as well. 
Uh, so that is what an arc is, and that is the word of the week. In publishing news, a few weeks ago, I talked about the Penguin Random House Simon & Schuster merger and the government hearings about it. Well, the government has ruled, and the merger is dead. Stephen King, how ironic, who testified against the merger, said in a tweet that he was delighted about it, and quote, the proposed merger was never about readers and writers. It was about preserving and growing Penguin Random House's market share. In other words, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Uh, quote from Stephen King. I'm in the same mindset as Stephen King. Corporations are not about making money for the authors. They are about making the corporation more money. This allows for more competition for book titles and more jobs within the industry as well. While this is a setback for Simon & Schuster, it does open up things for other publishing companies to either make an offer to buy Simon & Schuster as a whole or begin to whittle away at the imprint brands that are keeping the company alive. All this news makes me happy that I am an indie author and mergers and takeovers don't affect me directly as those who have publishing contracts with these companies. Authors can get lost when mergers happen because their representatives may either get transferred to another imprint or be removed from the company, uh, made redundant, and therefore they don't have an advocate at the uh, publishing imprint any longer. So I think this is a good thing. Do I think it's going to be something? I do think that Simon & Schuster is not going to be the same entity uh, in the coming years, uh, but we will see how things evolve. Uh, there was six big publishing companies and it's looking like there's gonna be only four in the near future. So that is the news. So uh, for my personal update, I have been working on the audiobooks for both Chemical Attraction and for Hollywood Hearts, the second act, with all not only the audiobooks, but also all the other production items that need to be done before a book launch. The pre-orders for Hollywood Hearts, the second act, are up at all ebook retailers, and the print will be up as well shortly. Uh, Hollywood Hearts, it, the second act, will launch on all major book online retailers on February 14th. So please pre-order. <laughs> I have been working on some other projects as well, but they're all in the early stages. This week, I also have the honor of going to jury duty. It looks like it's going to be online, so I don't have to head into the city and report to the county courthouse since it's being done by Zoom. I'm curious how much work I can actually get done as I wait to get called or not. This will be a new experience for me, to say the least. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but we'll see what's going on. Of course, uh, in the show notes will be links to uh, both ACX and Audacity. Uh, and I hope everyone has a great week, and we'll talk soon. Have a good one, everyone.